What's going on, everybody, into the Dogs Basketball Podcast? Here we are on this Monday, a couple days after our 62-59 to victory over Alcorn State. I'm Nate Malone, joined by Noah Lurch. Noah, this was a game that honestly looked like one of our worst of the season outside of the stretch at Little Rock. It was awful, but we ended up sticking to it and got the dub. What's up? Yeah, uh, I tweeted the worst, worst, one of the worst first halves I've ever seen. And yeah, I don't know what's going on with these slow starts, but it, we start conference play with that one game Wednesday, so we need to figure out these slow starts and find something else to get us going. Yeah, and we said that with the starters we had against Creighton, that they got us going aggressively, and we started well in that game. But yeah, so in that tournament, we didn't start good at all, and yes, we did not. We had the lead at the first or the first media timeout, but yeah, you could just tell something was all we had the same starting lineup as we did. No one, just a lot of mismatches, and we'll get into here. Let's jump into this game. Um, like we said, we did have we hit a couple threes, and just to start this one, and yeah, like I said, we had the lead by two at the under sixteen, and then at the under twelve, they ended up up by three. Lance finally got on the board with a layup. We shot four for nine from the field. They were shooting six for 12. Uh, and they had a seven to four lead on the rebounding margin at this point. Uh, were there any, what's the point of this game? Did we have any turnovers? And we had a first couple of threes to start this one. Uh, what was going wrong here whenever we relinquished the lead? Yeah, it's just one of those things where we had a couple turnovers and uh, weren't hitting shots. And, uh, yeah, they were just hitting a lot of shots in the first half. Um, some really good looks, but sometimes they were – we we played good defense. They were still just hitting. And, yeah, it's one of those things where in the first half they shot 40% from the field, 34 from three, hit nine threes in the first – or hit uh, – what was it? Four threes in the first half, shot 50%, 45 from the, from the field in the first half, and they only got the line twice, so uh, – they were playing their style of game, and uh, they were uh, getting some re- offensive rebounds in the first half. And we wanted to reiterate that they were a winless team going, and they just played Gonzaga. And who did they play after us? I'm sure they played them by now. Do you recall? I remember seeing it. I don't recall exactly. Let me look real fast. I'm trying to think. No, Milwaukee. They beat Milwaukee by four, and Patrick Baldwin. So they got their first win of the season, actually. The one and five. Let me look real fast to see how Patrick Baldwin did. He ended up with, let me see here. Did he even play in this game? He didn't even play in this game. So never mind. That's why they got their first win, because one of the best players in the country did not play in that one. So, yeah, they were winless going into our game, though. And we mentioned how we started off. A lot of turnovers, or Marcus had a turnover to start the game. A lot of missed shots. First point didn't go on the board until about 18-17. Then Cash got us involved. No other first three. Almost about three minutes into the game, almost, and then Stephen had so we had back-to-back threes, had that lead. Marcus Noe wanted to stay again. He gets easy flight this year. He's starting to dunk with ease, show his, show his athleticism that tied the game. Like we said, Lance got on the board with a power layup. That's where we had the lead, or we relinquished the lead, and we made it 13 to 10. Then they went on a run here, and a huge run. They made a three, a layup, another three, up 21 to 10. Cash made one of two free throws, made it a 10-point lead. Uh, Lance got going a little bit on the jump, cut it to 10 with a jumper. We called a timeout after Don Terrell McCorder, Noah. We know we recruited him this past offseason, uh, and he got going on this one. So we're down 15, Noah, at about six-minute mark. A lot of things going on, a lot of turnovers. 
missed free throws. We, we'll get into how bad our free throw shooting was in this one. JD missed a couple. But no, Marcus and Lance, I know they have to do a lot, and they have some turnovers in this one to start. Yeah, some turnovers to start and one of six free throw shooting, which is unacceptable, um, especially from you're probably your, one of your, your not not best, maybe, maybe best, but Lance Jones missing free throws was um, – we were so shocked to see, and so was he by his reaction. But, um, yeah, turnovers and off, letting them get easy buckets and uh, offensive rebound, second-chance points just killed us in the first half. Without a doubt. It was, like we said, one of the roughest stretches so far this year. Uh, we were down by 17 at one point, 30-13 to 13 after they made a jump shot out of that timeout we took. Uh, Cash had a dunk. Steven made a three, so we cut it within 12, thinking, okay, here we go. Then they went on. They scored again. Noah Troy here. Troy got in the game. At this point, we know we were down some guys. But Noah Troy ended up playing some big minutes, definitely down the stretch. But at this point, Noah, he made a layup because he got it in the post and actually had a pretty easy post look. I think they need to do that more often with him. Yeah, he's a a bigger body wing-type player. If he gets one of those smaller guards on him, It'd be really it's, – it's kind of like what we do with Marcus. He can bully his way in there and get an easy bucket, and that's what he did. It was a really good move, strong move. And, yeah, it's it's what we need. He, get, he gave us a boost, and, uh, yeah, they just really really pretty much outplayed us in the first half. Yeah, we mentioned because we were going to say, you know, the mismatches they had. They were getting a lot of offensive rebounds. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but Noah Kyler, who started this game, struggled – Bad mismatch for him for some of their guys, you know, and he barely played in this game. We'll get to this. So he didn't play really down the stretch. A lot of JD, some Anthony, and that's when Troy came in to match that height and maybe not as uh, or a little more, little more athletic than Kyler. So, yeah, Marcus got on the board. They made a couple free throws. Next thing we know, it's halftime. Now we're down by 14 thinking, um, you know, we can't have, you know, we know the, the good tournament we just had. We cannot come off losing to a team who hadn't won a game yet, even though we know that the season that they've had, the teams that they played. But Noah Lance got going to cut it to 12 out of – or real fast, yeah, you, you said it already, some takeaways from the first half, turnovers, uh, offensive rebounding, allowing offensive rebounds, uh, and then, uh, yeah, just mismatches all around. So to start this second half, Lance gets on the board. Uh, they made some jumpers. Lance had our first four points of the second half. Marcus got going on. Here's where Marcus started to get going. How many points? Let's go through the box score real fast, though, at half. You said some of the team stats so far. Who was our leading scorer at halftime? Um, off the top of my head, um, I believe it should have been should have been Marcus still, right? Marcus had four. Steven and Cash both had six. Oh, yeah, six Lance and Marcus had four. That's correct. So, now that I think about it. And Marcus... At this point, had three blocks at halftime, which we did notice he was getting. We've talked about his defense before, but he was able to use his size and take advantage of some of that. Uh, with He had two turnovers, but those three blocks were key. He led us in minutes to start the game had, with 18. Uh, three rebounds, three assists. Yeah, other than that, Tro- uh, Troy, on the, we weren't really spread scoring. It was a two with six, two with four, and then Troy's two to equate to 22 points in the first half. Uh, yeah, here's the... Let's see here. The rebounding margin, they had us 21 to 12. Yeah, we had no offensive rebounds. They had six, and they had three more defensive rebounds. We had more assists, but we had more turnovers. Uh, and let's see here. The paint points, they had six more paint points at this point. They had five steals off of our turnovers, which is a big thing. So, yeah, one of the worst first halves we can remember watching, especially at home, because we were literally talking on the preview how good of a home team we are, and it's not surprising 
seeing us struggle uh, as soon as obviously, you know, the game got going. So I thought I had the play-by-play here. How did the second half start, though, like you said? Yeah, the second half off the abysmal, I'd love to be a fly on the wall and see what Brian said at halftime. It'd be really interesting to see what he said or what fueled these guys to dig deep because they played so pitiful in the first half. Um, yeah, but get off. They uh, they missed a layup. Then uh, we really we got it. Lance got it going. Um, a got a layup to start us off. Then our defense really kicked in. Had a block by JD. Rebound by Lance. Lance. Uh, then we got going with. Uh, it was a really low scoring start the first half. Then Lance got another layup. So Lance got going. Um, a turnover by Lance. Back and forth. Uh, Dontre on the quarter with a jumper. So. Uh, Kind of a slow first half or slow start to the second half. We weren't uh, made you more worried if we could get back in the game. Yeah, and there was a point I remember saying that JD because we actually yeah you're right our defense kicked in we started to get going I think a little offensively thanks to Lance. Uh, but yeah, there was a point where JD missed a layup I think it was a pretty easy one he should have made around the rim. Uh, you're right McCorder got going. Uh, Dominic Bruton definitely got involved. He was one of their key scoring options to start the second half. Uh, yeah, when we mentioned Marcus, before we went to the box, we said how great Marcus was. He had 20 points in the second half. Got going here to cut it to 14. Him and him and Lance were really our only our – only, they had a stretch here themselves of scoring. Marcus had a three <clears throat> a couple free throws. He was really the only one that made free throws. We know he struggled most of the season in that regard. And Lance made a three. We cut it to 11 here. Marcus with another three. We cut it within 10, got to eight. Marcus had a jumper here, so he's just going off doing – I know we could see it whenever he gets comfortable. Where he had some post looks, whenever he get in the paint, he had these quick turnarounds or quick spin move jumpers inside the paint. That it's like you you just can't stop it. He would get anything he wanted. He had some and ones. No, again, obviously we we talk about Marcus and his slow starts and not being consistent in a lot of these games. But no, obviously it's he when he gets comfortable offensively, you know, it feeds off the home crowd. I remember he, you know, got the crowd going on, I think his and one or something. But no, he's almost unstoppable and he's every bit of first team and potential player of the year when he plays like that. Yeah, it's definitely what we need. We don't need it. We need a full game of it, just not a half. Same way with Lance Jones. Uh yeah, those two we're gonna struggle if they struggle. We're not gonna win any games because uh with Trent and Ben, uh, two other guys that could help us scoring, um, aren't in there, un- unable to play, and we're going to struggle. They score eight points in the first half. You're going to be down double digits a lot of games. In a lot of games, the rest of the season, if that happens, they need to get going early. Exactly. Marcus had 13 straight points for us at one point, or 13 out of 15. J.D. had a layup. Marcus had 13 of our 15 15- points scoring throughout the uh, latter part of this half. Yeah. If we move forward here, Noah, there was a point when we were losing and they were taking the ball out of bounds. I forgot if I can look here. One of Lance's layups, Noah, they were freaking out. He was running sideline to side, out of bounds, looking for something. He finally just gave up knowing the, the timer was almost a five. And threw it almost right to Lance, Noah, and he got a layup. I'm trying to look at which point that was. I think they'd only cut it to one or tied it or grabbed the lead. I'm trying to decipher them here. Uh, but, Noah, obviously, they honestly, like, choked the game. Like, they almost gave it. They pretty much gave it to us at the end here. 
JD had a free throw though at one point before that, and we just wanted to flash back to everybody in the arena was freaking out at JD's free throws, and we know he's improving. He did decent at it. He has the season kind of. Everyone was freaking out at his free throw, and which was funny around the arena. So, like I said, no, which one of these? Uh, well, Lance missed like what five straight free throws. We already talked about that, but that was abysmal. You know, at one point Lance got a layup or a pass right to him and scored. At what point was that? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, that was late in the game. Um, I believe it was. Uh... I don't remember if it gave us the lead or tied it. He had. I think it was this one that cut it to one, two minutes and ten seconds left. Uh, yeah, I think it was a turnover. Either way, I said JD got fouled, got a free throw. It tied the game. It tied the game. Was that the 59-59 Yes, one? yes. So it was a steal. Yeah, Justin Thomas was throwing the ball in. Lance stole it, got right to him. And then JD fouled him, Noah, and we actually, because we know on the student section side, Dog pounds out. There wasn't a whole lot of people. We know we've talked at this point in the season in home games that are not going to be a whole lot of students with them being away for that weekend. So not a whole lot, but they were able to get something. It was kind of loud at that point for them shooting free throws, so they missed it. Toy got a rebound. JD missed a free throw. We got a dead dead ball team rebound. Uh, JD missed it again. And then uh, Lance, an offensive rebound, and got a layup. That's whenever they... That's whenever J.D. missed it. Yeah, I think they talked about it after the game that it was designed designed for him not really to miss it a certain way, but just in general, if he did, tip it back out. Lance got it, and I think he drove and got a layup to, to make it a one-point game. If that was, was that an and one? They got an and one. And one. So that made it the score that it was, 62-59. to 59. So, yeah, no, they pretty much gave us this win. Yeah, they. you could definitely tell at halftime they decided to – Hey, we're just gonna run this dribble weave, and when that when that shot clock gets down to about eight, we're just gonna throw something up and uh, hope for the best. And they really not they did not know how to play with the lead, and that's why they're not gonna win very many ball games this year, especially um, the competition. They're going on the road and playing, but um, yeah, they pretty much gave us this win. But um, yeah, we had to challenge ourselves at halftime to see if we could dig deep and uh, overcome this deficit we created for ourselves because of the awful first half we played. And, yeah, it's just what we needed. We needed to dig deep, and it showed um, it showed who wanted this game more. And in the first half, they did, but we showed more in the second half. We dug deep. We played our game. And when we play our game, we're going to be tough to beat. Exactly. I think it's just getting, even though you had a whole first half, to get in the flow of the game, and it didn't happen uh, to that point, but yeah, I think it shows a lot about us finishing the game. You're right. They don't play well. That's why they didn't have a win this year, no matter who they played. And they didn't play well with a lead. Uh, so they pretty much, yeah, gave it to us. Down 17 points. Storming our way back at times, even though they cut it. They hit a crazy shot, I think, at the shot clock buzzer to make it, I think, within over 10. And then we still managed to come back. Thanks to Marcus and Lance, our two best. We know we can count on to do this. Yeah, I think it's definitely... The fact that we did, we you know we looked awful, and then the fact that we did, you're right. We wonder what Brian said and made adjustments because it didn't look great to start the second half. Then we got in the groove. I think it was just them giving it to us, honestly. Like just thinking of that layup he had right off the uh, the inbounds that pretty much did it, and we just worked our way back. Yeah, right. That weave just wasn't working. We were switching. Yeah, they just did not play well at all. And I think it's toughness. I remember Lance how well he guarded their point guard you know, hard. He was guarding them hard and trying to force a lot of turnovers. So it's a lot of effort those guys put in in that game. So 
Like I said, it was about three days ago. So thinking of specifics of plays off the top of our head along with seeing the play-by-play uh, can get kind of whatever. So jumping to this box one over, we said Marcus, he did. He had 20 points in the second half. He was perfect from the free throw line. Everybody else was abysmal. Cash was one for two. Everyone else we'll get to in a second. Abysmal. Uh, four assists, three rebounds, four blocks, had one in the second half. 38 minutes, Noah, that Marcus played in this game. Like I said, if we wanted to have a game like this and needed to win, come back and muster up, and he showed it, uh, definitely deserving, I think, to play 38 minutes. Noah, like I said, this is a game we had to have. Yeah, it's one of those things where we we did that to ourselves, and uh, if we take care of business like we should have in the first half, he doesn't play 38 minutes. Um, we get some other guys in there and get some experience uh, for some, maybe some – get Will Keller in there and Chris Crossup in the game instead of having to play it out at the end of the game like we did. And, yeah, it's, he did. He took over. Um, I mentioned you today. I don't know what's stopping him or Lance um, from taking over from the get-go. I know they're trying to get their other guys involved and let the game come to them. But uh, once you get the Valley play, if you if you try – I know I know they they're team players and they want to get other guys involved first. But if you're because uh, there was multiple times I was screaming for Marcus to shoot the ball. Then he decided to uh, take a worse shot than he actually did from the get go because he's not trying to be a ball hog. But yeah, he needs to get it from the get go. We need to go through him and Lance and uh, be able to get leads and play with leads and be more effective. Exactly, you're right. I think obviously he doesn't play that much. And doesn't even do what he does offensively if we know we have the game to that point that we should have. Uh, yeah, the fact that uh, he did, he was able, yeah, you're right, he's able to get any shot that he wants. And the fact that him and Lance had 45 combined, but then, like you said, Steven and Cash had six and a half to lead us and didn't do anything the rest of the game. Cash got uh, pretty much benched at the end of the game. We know he didn't play a lot at the end of like Little Rock and stuff. Uh, and he played a lot at the end of like Creighton and times in, times in the tournament, but Troy was obviously playing well. I wonder what his plus minus was to earn that spot at the end. But so in saying all this, that we don't have that third guy. We know Steven has looked great at times offensively, you know, and Cash hasn't shot the ball that well, but he's put up some numbers. It's just all about finding that third guy we've been talking about. And Brian says, and obviously, if you have your main two do this and you have a big three, four, five, six, and so on, if you manage to win and guys just fill their role, even if it's not scoring, that will live with it. So, yeah, and Marcus, when he looks like that, gets comfortable offensively, stays more consistent. He can do whatever he wants out there. So that's definitely worth saying. And then Lance Noah, he only missed four shots. Shot really efficient. We noticed he shot outside of maybe one game. I think he had just as many shots as points. Uh, Noah, super efficient from Lance, though. Four turnovers. We know he had to do a lot. 34 minutes. Four steals in this one. He, he Again, he hasn't, he hasn't shoot all that well from three yet. We talked about how he was second in the league in shooting from three last year. Hasn't gotten going, and the team really hasn't either. We only, we only made six of the team. We were great in the paint, though. We'll get to that. You know, 45 combined between them. Lance has honestly been as efficient as he has in his career. Yeah, he's starting to attack the rim more because he's struggling from three. And I notice a lot of those threes he's taking, he is so deep on those. If he would learn to maybe just step in a little bit or just continue to attack downhill because he once he's downhill, he is unstoppable at his little running back style of play once he gets downhill and gets to the rim whenever he wants. So 
yeah, maybe he's decided if he's struggling. If he's on one night from three, he'll continue to shoot threes, but he's decided to get more effective and get downhill and score at the rim. Exactly. He needs to do that more. You're right, because every time we see it, we say, keep doing that. They can't stop you. Uh, and, yeah, especially he does settle for that long three, and even a time where he shot it, they got the rebound, kicked it right back to him, and he shot it again. So at times, obviously, we wouldn't like him to do that. Obviously, everybody wouldn't like him to do that. He has those times, but he's able to come through throughout a game, obviously. And the two of nine free throws, Noah, we literally said before the game that he was 18 of 29. He was the only one shooting well from the free throw line. Only had missed three all year and then misses seven at home. I think that's just, obviously, it's a, for lack of a better term, like shot in the pan in terms of how bad he is for this one game. We know he struggled from the line at times in his career, but being so good to start and seeing this was definitely weird. Uh, but we know he'll, like I said, he'll continue. We, we said literally, I think, no, we were sitting there and saying that he'll be in the gym after the game working on his free throws, and he might have for sure. So those guys carrying the way, and let's get to, we only had, what is this, six guys score in this game. We talked about Steven and Cash. I wonder what they're shooting at half. They only shot... Neither of them shot in the second half, so they they're, all their stats really almost stayed the same shooting-wise. Steven ended up with three rebounds in 30 minutes, second on the t- or third on the team in minutes. So, uh, no, I think a little bit we've seen Steven. Obviously, he seemed like the most valuable player to start the year in terms of what he was doing. Kind of tailed off a little bit. I still think the opportunities are there to shoot. Sometimes you forget he's on the court because he doesn't do anything specifically in a stretch throughout the game, but... Obviously, he's needed, and maybe he's the one that we need because he's a knockdown shooter. I wonder what he's shooting from the from three this year. It's got to be – he was around 55%, I think they said, during the tournament. He's probably around a little bit below 50. Need him to keep doing that, but he needs to – another guy we think that can get and do whatever he wants, penetrate and do that spin move he does, do more offensively than just be a set shooter. Yeah, he, he uh, he's he's got that – he can do that, and that's what we need him to be. He needs to be that third scorer right now. Um, to help us out along once till we get maybe Trent back. Not sure if we get Ben Harvey back yet. Not sure how that will work out. But, yeah, he needs to be that third guy if uh, if Kyler can't get going down low because, you know, he'll, he can give you 10, but you're not going to get much out of J.D. And Anthony's barely playing. Don't know what's going on with that. So he needs to be that third guy, especially if Cash is not going to get going either. Exactly. Let's jump into Cash because we've talked before how we think he's, he's forcing a lot because we think back to his time in his career, especially at Little Rock. We know Marriage has been there, you know, so he's been playing with guys like that, but he's been a go to guy for them, which is what we need him to be here. But I think he gets, we talk about how trigger happy he can get and needs to settle down in terms of, you know, he, the looks he gets, he's relatively open. He just doesn't hit them, but especially if they're, if they're, quick in a shot clock and in a possession, we don't like it. And always got the skill set that he could easily get a shot whenever he wants as well with his, with his athleticism. And he hasn't really gotten that. And the fact that he didn't play down the stretch, he had 22 minutes in the game, didn't do a whole lot else, had one rebound uh, and missed a free throw. But he does need to get more. He needs to create his own shot sometimes off the dribble. He needs to do that more. I think we haven't really seen the best of Cash, I don't think, yet. We've seen hit or miss. He was decent in the tournament at times, but we need to see more consistency from him being that supposed end of the big three that we thought he was going to be this year. Yeah, he's yet to get going as we – and uh, he, he's struggling. Yeah, like you said, he's, he takes that – he's got that quick trigger and that quick trigger, and that's what I guess he's had his whole career. 
and it's been kind of what's keeping him from getting going. It's um, it's causing him. I'm not sure he's completely not to me from the outside. And to me, he's not really bought into the offense that he doesn't really fit in to this style maybe. And uh, it's it's kept him. It kept him from the second half. To me, sometimes it doesn't look like he's fully playing hard and wants to play a lot because uh, Brian said he told them at halftime he's going to play the five guys that's going to win this game and play their hardest for this crowd because these guys come out and uh, they feed off this crowd, and once the crowd got going, like that's why those five guys, and that's why he didn't play down the stretch. I agree, and we said we noticed it at the, at the you know in the Little Rock game. Even he doesn't really finish games. I think that's a great point. His effort sometimes can lack, and you're right. I don't think maybe not bought into the offense potentially of being that guy that just wants to go out and try to score as much as like every time he touches the ball and not buy in. That's why Troy played, yeah, because he buys into what they're doing. And he doesn't force anything being even that freshman just in general. But, yeah, I think Cash has, you know, a lot to improve on in terms of growing and stuff and uh, creating his own shot sometimes when it's needed and not pull the trigger like that. Yeah, buy into the offense a little more. Then we'll see him finish these kinds of games. You're right. So now let's transition to, I guess they only had six guys score in this game of the however many that played. Uh, J.D., Noah, we know he was one for six in the free throw line, which is not good. But he had seven rebounds uh, in 25 minutes, only three points. Uh, you know, we know the, the versatility and the valuability that J.D. brings defensively. That is another reason why, outside of Troy playing, why Kyle only got five minutes in this one, barely played, mismatched. He didn't even have any. He didn't even have any fouls. He just was in, just definitely outmatched. So that's when J.D. has to step in and be huge. And he, he kind of was outside of shooting the ball, not but rebounding and doing everything else. Yeah, he he is a very big piece, especially if Kyler uh, can't be the guy who we thought he was going to be. And uh, he's really struggling from the get-go here. He had decent minutes in the Creighton game, Kyler did. But yeah, but J.D.'s playing more and more minutes every game we go along. And he's getting more comfortable. Yeah, he's struggling to shoot from the line, but he's working on it. We've seen from the exhibition game his form at the free throw line to now. They are putting work in, and he's putting work in. So that's all that matters. It's not like he's not going in there and not working on it. He's trying to, for the better of this team, if he can hit some free throws from the line once he, because he can get some contact. And yeah, defensively, he's big. He's a little over-aggressive sometimes. He he tries to, he could get in foul trouble sometimes, because there was some times the other night he was pushing their big guy around, and there should have been some fouls, but they were letting him play. Yeah, he, he's a big part of this team. His energy gets, it, gets this team going. Once this team gets going, playing downhill, he's a big part of it. Yeah, whenever Lance got that steal at the end of the game to tie it and all that, yeah, J.D. was getting in the crowd, feeding off it, even feeding off the weirdness, like I said, that people were having for his free throws. And you're right, because he has to work on free throws, because outside of shots at the rim, I think he had a dunk in this game. Uh, but outside of you know shots around the rim, he's not going to shoot a whole lot, so free throws are going to happen. He's going to get fouled. So I think free throws is the one thing he needs to – Work on offensively, yeah, because he's going to get one. Of the, he's probably end up being getting the third most on the team, for being honest. Once we look back at the season and we look at the free throws, he could end up in the top three. I can see that definitely happening. So, yeah, overall, he's, he's he's a veteran, and he knows what to do, and he's so athletic that he can do a lot. You're right, he does a little over-aggressive on defense. But other than that, if it wasn't for him on defense, we'd be screwed. So, yeah, Kyler, like I said, a mismatch. He has looked spotty at times this year. 
Uh, we know he's sometimes can lack on the defensive end of the ball. We did have high expectations, as did a lot of people. We've heard a lot of people, uh, you know, talk down on his play sometimes, just of how he looks out there and how he's defended, and he misses shots and stuff. So it is a struggle for him so far, but he's still buying in, obviously. And I think we should still go, you know, throughout the season of starting the guys that we do until like Trent gets back, and then you maybe take Cash off the bench still and having like Cash, Dalton, Kyler. Troy and Anthony off the bench. I think it's a set nice five off the bench because we, we don't think we'll see Ben for a while. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, to keep having Kyler off the bench, I think should have gotten going to Creighton and almost did, but this game was just like that for the millionth time a mismatch for him. Five minutes is crazy. And then Noah Dalton had 25 minutes. We noticed he had a mask to start this game. So we're thinking something had to have happened in practice, uh, but he only got two shots on the game. Played relative good defense, four assists, three rebounds. Did not score, no, and he came out at the end of the game. He got hit in the nose again. It looked like he was bleeding, and he didn't play down the stretch. I think that's also a reason why we saw Troy as well, so we didn't have some key guys down the stretch for him because of injury. So we're hoping he's all right. But still some inconsistencies from Dalton offensively, Noah. He tries to, like we said, he needs to, he shoots a lot of threes, but he tries to get to the rim a lot, and he gets blocked a lot. Yeah, he's going in for a layup a lot, and you see, you see his athleticism in warm-ups where he's just dunking. I think I can I can promise him if he tries to dunk a ball or some he's gonna get fouled. I can promise him that because guys aren't gonna want to see them him trying to dunk, so they're gonna foul him. And yeah, he's not gonna get blocked. He has the athleticism. Same with Kyler. Kyler gets sometimes gets blocked, so he can he can make a move too and try to dunk it, maybe get fouled sometimes. But yeah, Dalton has athleticism. Um he's his defense has been really good. Um that's what we need out of him. That's what he's going to bring to this team. But yeah, he's struggling offensively. Um, he's going to get it going, and yeah, he's hurt. He's hurt, and I don't know what's going on. I mentioned it to you today. I don't. What, I don't know what's going on in practice, but I seem like all our guys get hurt in practice, not these games. So, can't tell you last time we had an in-game injury besides like Lance in the tournament. I guess last year would have been the last one, but uh, yeah, it's weird. I don't know what's going on in these practices. I just. It brings in my mind every time we played in Paradise Jam, those guys just kept Kane. Well, in practice, these guys play with no out of bounds. They throw each other up in the stands or whatever, and I just it brings me to that mind. I don't think that's actually happening, but it's kind of weird all these injuries happen in practice always. Yeah, I know. I, we know that they work hard. That's the you know, that's what Brian preaches, and that's what, as a program, we should preach playing hard. Yeah, I think it's a lot of those can be kind of fluky. You mentioned, yeah, we haven't had a lot of in-game injuries. A lot of them, even going back to Marcus and JD's injuries last year, pretty much happened in practice as well. And Marcus played on his last year, but still, I think it definitely, uh, it's a fair point. Like I said, I think they, you know, just work hard in that regard. Uh, and I think it's a, it's just a product of, yeah, being the team we need to be. And you're right, they were making it sound like we were just, you know, just animals playing in general because they were preaching for burn you, like we were saying. But they were like making it like over the top of what they obviously they don't know anything. So they were they were saying how just overdoing it in regards to talking about how hard we do play. Uh, so yeah, we did notice that during the broadcast there. And I think you're right. Dalton is if he if he's able to play good on defense to make up for his uh, inability to score, I think that obviously is fine. His ability to uh, distribute coming off the bench, and I think like I said, we've seen him shoot threes. He shot one in this one. Uh, and I think we, we saw Dalton really crafty around the rim. We mentioned how bulkier he is this year. I don't know if that's taken down a lot of his, um, you know, 
you know, driving ability and burst offensively to get to the rim and finish better instead of just the typical layup to get blocked. So we think Dalton, like we said, he'll turn it around at some point. We don't know the status of his nose. Haven't heard anything. So we'll see what happens for Wednesday's game. Uh, we talked about Ben. We don't think we'll see him for a while. We know he talked before the game. Uh, and then Trent as well. We knew Brian said that he was going to have a week of practice, and we haven't seen a presser from Brian yet uh, to give us a status on Trent. So no, quickly here to end, we'll, we'll mention Anthony. One shot, one rebound, three minutes. It is weird how he's barely playing, especially with Tyler not playing. We went relatively small. Anthony not playing is a little strange. We know he's probably not the same player as he was last year, clearly, because uh, he's not as relied upon. Not sure about the ankle stuff, but it is weird. He's probably got a total of 25 minutes this whole year. Uh, so we'll see. And then, no, yeah, we mentioned Troy. He played in 18 minutes, quality minutes, did everything right. He missed a couple big free throws at the end of the end of the game. But, you know, freshman in that environment, uh, we'd like to see him make it. But if not, it's whatever. It worked out in the end, obviously. And we mentioned that post movie has that uh, Troy's going to be a pivotal part the rest of the way because he does – he buys into that offense, we said, that he can do – so Troy will be a big part moving forward. Yeah, it, it's it's obvious the more he plays, the more comfortable he's getting playing at this college level, and the better he's going to get. So it's good to see um, he's having an impact. We talked, we I mentioned today also that we talked about the impact of this. What kind of impact would this freshman class have had? And he was the least talked about. And uh, I said that he was the most ready, and he he's coming in here and proving it. He's got the body. He's going to play that that four spot, that three three four spot for us, and uh, he's going to be he, he's going to play hard. He's going to do try to do the right things, the little things right, rebound, play some good defense, and yeah, if he's he, he's shown if he can shoot a little bit outside. So if he's open, um, I believe it was a there was a foul called, but he he was open for a three. He made it, but there was a foul called on the play. Then. Um, yeah, he can he can have that little spin move. If he gets a smaller guard on him, he can get in the post like Marcus can and score with ease. He has a strength as a freshman. It's good to see the more minutes he's going to get, the better he is. Yeah, it was shocking how big we saw he was uh, to start this season. That I think he he earned because he has the poise that we know Brian talks about with the team. I think he showed that. We talked with maybe Foster. We we don't think it's a defensive thing with him potentially. Could be a little bit, but I think it's ability to just you know be in the moment and play, you know, in the moment and not mess up or no worries. I think Troy got either beat back door or missed something again, but he'll get better with that. You're right. As he gets more and more comfortable. And remember the playmaking he was as a freshman that he's bulked up so much. We mentioned guarding Scotty in high school that that's just what he can do. And they know that versatility. So he's got to play moving forward for sure with, with no Ben and Anthony barely playing. He's got to. So some good things with Troy. Like we said, we, we, we must, we got through this one. With barely any bench, barely a whole lot of contributions, six guys scoring, but we were led by our two guys. So Noah into this box score. They out-rebounded us still by the end of it by 11. We only had, ended up with four offensive rebounds. They had 14, so they had eight in the second half. But we were able to obviously get through that. They had one more defensive rebound. We had one more assist. They had two more turnovers. Uh, we had six blocks on the game. Like I said, Marcus had four. 14 fast break points to their six. They had two more steals than we did. Uh, they had one more point off turnover. We had more paint points. We mentioned we did not. We only made six threes in this game. We were doing good in the paint, and we were 34 of them. Uh, second chance points. They had a lot more than us via those offensive rebounds. And uh, overall, was a B and P. 
BMP. I'm kind of looking at the box score here, what BMP is. Thinking of, uh, they had 16 to R2. I'm not sure if you know what that is either. BNP, I'm not sure. I just know it's on the stat sheet here. So they killed us in that regard. So, yeah, it's just a matter of rebounding better. And like we said, bad start. But we were able to finish and get the job done. Uh, so we could say, let, let's get into our dogs. Bench points. Bench points. Bench, yeah, we had, exactly. Figuring out, looking at the box score, knowing that we only had six guys score and Troy was our only bench points. Yeah, we could have connected the dots there. So good job. Uh, yeah, they killed us in that regard. So that's got to improve, but we know if it's not, that means that our guys are going to keep playing the minutes they do and have to put up, especially in the tough uh, conference game on Wednesday. So, no, we can we can say Marcus' ability to be as good as he was offensively. You could flip a coin maybe with him and Lance for dog of the year. Yeah, it's either one would be great pick. Uh, I think I think the post game was Lance again. I believe so. Uh, yeah, you could go with either one, but I would say Marcus. He really got us going. Exactly. If it wasn't for his scoring, we don't go on those runs. So I'm surprised they didn't talk to Marcus after the game, honestly. Uh, so we can agree with that there. Um, and then Troy, he could be his own dog of the game for coming in and playing 18 minutes as most of the year and being an impact and playing within the system to not turn it over or do anything wrong. So shout out to Troy. Pretty much how this game went, like we said, it was a game we had to have, and we roared back, yeah, from 17 more deficit, as we said, and get a win, because we talked about Noah, that John Rothstein, we, we follow him, that he tweets about, you know, if you lose a bad game, teams do. He says, so-and-so lost to so-and-so in a bye game, the epitome of brutality. We were talking before the game if, if maybe we were going to do that. If we were, like, undefeated or had one loss and showed out in the tournament, I think we would have done that. But and for our own minds, they would have been, the epitome of brutality. So, no final thoughts on this game. Yeah, speaking of that, I think I seen he tweeted about one today. Forget who it was. It was some California school lost to like a uh, a private school of art school. So uh, I think it was like UC Davis. Yeah, something like that. I was I was hoping we talked about that at hope time, hoping that would not happen. But yeah, we got to figure out these starts. Uh, uh, we went with the lineup change against Creighton to see if we could get a better start. Um, did okay with that, but yeah, it's still not. I don't know what's getting these guys going. Um, like I said, Lance and Marcus need to stop waiting till the second half to say, "Hey, this is this is our team. We need to we need to make this comeback. Or we're not going to win this game." I just need to get do that from the get go, and we'll take care of these teams that we should with ease. And uh, yeah, teams like Alcorn State, we should handle. And we got to give Alcorn some credit for playing hard. We always say that, you know, the team obviously. That- Outbeats, out efforts the team for getting offensive boards. Uh, so we gave them credit. You know they play hard. Like I said, they played, you know, big time teams. That, like I said, Gonzaga right before us. So uh, they've been battle tested and they showed in that game playing on the road. So I uh, got to give them some credit. And yeah, we talked about looking forward, Noah. To I think obviously with if, if Dalton can play, which if we have a feeling maybe he will. Just our own thoughts. You can keep the same starting five if he's limited in any regard. You have to bring one of Cash and Steven off the bench on Wednesday, knowing that your bench would only be Kyler and Anthony regardless. So I think, you know, that's I, I think we can both agree that obviously if our bench shrinks even more, you can bring one of Cash and Steven off the bench. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know who you'd start, I guess. Like that's the thing too. Who would you start with? Yeah, I said today we're one guard injury away from Chris Cross getting major minutes in these ball games. And <laughs> that's not what we really want. But uh, 
I'm sure he'd do it, and he'd play his heart out. I know he would. But yeah, he, we've seen what he can do. But, yeah, that's not what you want, so we need to figure out something. But, uh, yeah, it, it just shows Dalton's toughness. He broke his nose the day before the game, and he's, there was no hesitation of playing. He put that mask on and played, and I'm sure he'll, he'll play in the next game. Yeah, it's one of those things that we said, a face injury. Sometimes you can miss time for that, but if you get the right mask and play, you know, still play hard in a sense, but be careful with it. You know, obviously it's your face, not like it's your ankle that prevents you from running or doing anything basketball-wise, maybe just seeing in general. But, yeah, we have a feeling he will play as well because we would have seen something by now, I believe. We said Brian will have a press conference at some point. Uh, you're right, and we mentioned even the guard injury. We might have to take the unannounced yet redshirt off of Foster Wonders, you know, potentially uh, if something like this would happen. So, like, it's unfortunate because we – like we said, it's one of those where – we're waiting for the announcement to say that Foster and Scotty are being redshirted. We don't, it's not announced, like I said, but we have a feeling that's the case. And it's unfortunate. Like we said, this freshman class, we would like to, you know, every freshman class you want to an extent to contribute. And Troy is doing that right now. Uh, but no, I think it's one of those things that we said, I remember I said earlier that I think it would be announced about the redshirts yet, knowing that we're six games in, but I don't know if it's like a, already a, I'm not saying that, Either of them are going to transfer out. Just thinking about it would be announced already. And if, if not, then you just uh, agree to the fact that, well, I'm leaving after this season. I'll just see. You don't have to play me kind of thing. I don't know. Those conversations happen throughout a year. That could happen. We know Cade's coming in. We just wonder. Hopefully, Scotty can continue to buy in and be good. We know he's having fun so far this year, it looks like. So uh, what are some other topics, Noah, we wanted to get to before we move on that we talked about here? Yeah, we have uh... – Recruiting wise, I believe Javon Maman's been on the recruiting trail. I think he was up in Michigan yesterday checking out RJ Young, who we um, we offered back in early fall. So that's a big one. Um, other than that, uh, I guess you could go around the valley. Um, the valley is majorly struggling. Um, we thought we discussed maybe possibly. A lock to be a two-bid league, maybe even three this year, and that's not the way it's winded up. No, without a doubt. We know Drake struggled. They lost by 10 or less in all the games. They barely lost to North Texas. They definitely should have played Belmont a lot better than they did in terms of potentially winning. I think that was a good matchup overall. Um, we know Drake, yeah, they've. It, it's interesting because they haven't had the total spread scoring. They've had a couple guys lead the way. I don't think Brody's really made an impact offensively. Not saying that's his game, really, but in terms of having everything. We know Tucker DeVries, like we said, is leading the way for freshman of the year for sure because of his ability to score like they need to off the bench. I think they're missing Yusefu. We've talked about that, and he hasn't gone for the best start for Kansas. Uh, but who else has scored for them? I mean, other than that, I mean, they, they're led by the guys that they are. Just don't know if they're like getting consistent scoring from everybody. Yeah, they're not really getting that right now. But besides DJ Wilkins and Roman Penn and Tank, you're not getting much. Tucker's a little bit of spark plug. Io, I think he's only around five points a game, if that. So, uh, yeah, they're missing that other piece. Uh, they've not put put together yet. They've struggled. Um, they played really good teams, really close, like you said. Uh, so. Uh, other than that, the biggest the biggest takeaway was you uh, and I's uh, big win at a top twenty five team in St Bonaventure. They're the best team um, in the A ten, we could say. So that's a big one. 
Yeah, and even without a doubt. And we talked about you and I and their slow start. You know, they they gradually bring Bowen Bourne back into the case, and it was and, and the rotation, and it was all a matter of AJ Green getting comfortable. And he was he is the reigning player of the week in the valley, like Trey Burhow was before that. So as a team, you know, if they're getting contributions like that, players of the week. They're starting to get going for sure. Yeah, St. Bonaventure, as we talked about, could be the best mid-major in the country outside of, we said, Loyola and Colorado State, but Bonaventure definitely. Them going in, I mean, it was, yeah, on the road and beating them by 10. That's impressive. A.J. Yadden, yeah, no, 35 points for A.J. Green. That's saying a lot. We know he's get, he gets a lot of national attention. He was in the – was he in the uh, preseason for – I don't know if it was the D, like the Jerry West, whatever the shooting guard is, but he – he had to have been picked for one of those, or definitely top, whatever they said at the beginning of the year, mid-major or overall players in the top whatever. So he gets national attention, and now he's starting to shoot better and be that kind of guy. So being a team like that is definitely big time. And uh, Some other games from that Saturday, Ball State killed, yeah, Indiana State. Wow, Indiana State's had some up and downs this season. Illinois State got a win. Valpo had a nice win over a bad team, but... What is another game? I wanted to go back to Loyola Noah. We know we were in, they were in that Atlantis uh, and almost beat Michigan State. And then moving on, Noah. Arizona State's had a tough start to the year with Bobby Hurley's team, but they, they handled them big time. Yeah, uh, uh, former Valley player DJ Horn over there. Uh, yeah, Loyola, that's their win. Uh, uh, I don't think there was one. I think either Loyola or us had the most success in the MTE, so uh... – not a good NTE season for the Valley. It, we've yet to get going, so it's interesting to see what happens. And we know um, coming Wednesday that there's starting Valley play, so it'll be interesting to see how the teams do. Exactly, and we'll get to that of what teams play each other on Wednesday. Jacob Hudson did have 26 in that game against Arizona State. And going back to Drake, yeah, Tucker DeVries was really good in the Alabama game. That's a tough Alabama team, and for them to only lose by nine, I think says a lot. Who knows how we would have fared in that game. So I think Drake is still, like, going back to what you first said to even start this conversation about the bids and how many we could get and off to some rough starts. I mean, you and I getting a win like that, I think it gives them some momentum. What's Missouri State done recently? I mean, they've, like I said, they besides that game to start the year, they've been relatively consistent, haven't they? Yeah, they've been picking up some wins. Uh, I know they, uh, like you said, they lost the opening game of the year to SEMO allowed 99 points but other than that they are now four and two they know they beat a and their MTE they beat Long Beach State lost to ETSU by a buzzer beater then they beat George Washington to finish that off so uh not a bad one um I don't think it was a very uh strong MTE but it had some decent teams in there exactly and I think losing on a buzzer beater and then beating George Washington who's been relatively you know, oh, you know, they've been in the tournament recently, so they're 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 doing best with what they have and what they've been given in their schedule. And like I said, their their spread scoring has been unbelievable, so I I do think they'll be all right. And uh, yeah, yeah, they have a uh, resume wise, they have some good games coming up. Uh, they get Illinois at Illinois State Wednesday, but then they get I don't know how they got this game. They got at home BYU, then they go at Little Rock, Old Roberts, and South Dakota State. Then they go at St. Mary's at the end of. December, so some really good games. They could build a resume and be that second bid. Exactly. I think as soon as conference season comes along, there's going to be a lot of huge games, a lot of big matchups uh, for that with those top teams and hopefully including us in that regard as well. So, yeah, a lot of uh, 
you know, decent starts of the year, but not what the Valley had expected for sure. So, Noah, let's, uh, or we'll save that for the preview with Evansville. Coming up, Noah, Robert Jones, Lance Jones' dad, had a tweet this morning, said, uh, tagged basketball team, in life you're blessed in many different ways, but it's honestly a special blessing for my son and family to be part of the SIU family and town of Carbonell, which is what we'd love to see with, obviously, in terms of entrenched into the program, families and players, and that they love being where they are. Peg Banks even commented on that. Agree with you, Mr. Jones. So uh, definitely love the uh, familiness that our program has in both sports, definitely in basketball. Uh, so we love to see that that them and their and their sons are you know love where they're at and want to continue building this here. So I'm not sure if we had anything else you mentioned. Yeah, Javon took that visit. He is on the road doing all that stuff. So. A lot of uh, uh, some updates on what teams have been doing and our win on this one. Uh, so, like I said, we squeaked by, but we got the job done. So it's all that matters. So we look ahead to Evansville December 1st on Wednesday to kick off the conference season. You know, that's the lone game we have until the new year. So we want to get off to the right track. So we'll preview that coming up. Stay tuned for that. So for Nick Malone, no alerts. we'll see you then. Go dogs.